Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Mark Schimmelbush. He is known as Mon in the VGM world. And this music is from his album called The Old Blood, a Bloodborne concept album. This album was recently awarded Best Album, Best Remix Album, at the 2022 VGM Con Remix Awards right here in Minneapolis. And this album is, uh, in particular, what convinced me to play Elden Ring, of all things. So thanks for that traumatic experience, Mon. Uh, You can watch a video of my conversation with Mon on our YouTube channel, and I promise this is the last video where I messed up the view, so Mon is the only one in the video, but I have fixed that setting, and so future videos will not be like that. They'll be side by side, Uh, but do check that out on YouTube, and make sure you subscribe so you can catch all our latest things that we're posting, including... Uh, playlists. I'm posting playlists on Mondays and Wednesdays. On Mondays, it's uh, five-track playlists of music from games, and I'm posting five-track playlists on Wednesdays as well, but it's a little bit more free-form, kind of whatever I feel like doing, since I also love to share jazz and classical music, or maybe, I don't know, soul, or who knows what I'll do on Wednesdays. But, uh, but those are happening on Mondays and Wednesdays on YouTube, and we're also posting those in our Discord channel and chatting about it in our Discord channel. Uh, we're also trying to get our back catalog up on YouTube. We're, we're doing a lot of things here at Level, so make sure you're checking in on our places. And again, do subscribe to that YouTube channel because you know how much that helps. We also, again, the whole Discord thing, we're going to be starting listening parties soon. And anyone can join that conversation. You don't need to be a patron to join our Discord, or at least that particular part of Discord. I misspoke about that in the last episode. So... Come on, join us on Discord. Talk to us about uh, the playlists. You know, we'll, we love chatting about that kind of stuff. So uh, Discord is humming along and we're adding all kinds of like channels and stuff on Discord too. I'm learning all kinds of things. It's very fun. And there might be some live streaming in the future. So stay tuned for news about that. All kinds of fun things I keep saying, but it's true. All right, now it is time to talk about Bloodborne with Mark Mon Schimmelbush here on Level. First of all, my name is Mon. Hey, everybody. Uh, my real name is Mark. You can go. I, I can go either way with that. But I've been in the VGM scene, if that's what we're calling it, for <laughs> a little over five years, and it's been quite the roller coaster. I uh, wouldn't have gotten this far if it weren't for the support and encouragement of of others, especially some very key people, which I, I will make certain to to talk about during our discussion today. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I mean, I came across you because of this year's VGM Con, which happens here in Minneapolis. You and I both had a blast. You told me you already have your ticket for next year, which is awesome. I mean, if that's not a a singing endorsement, I don't know what is because that was a really good time. And you won for uh, the best album remix. And I was really just taken by your... Uh, Bloodborne concept album that you made. And I just really would love to hear you talk about that. Yeah. So that that actually started not last year, but the year before. 
Uh, I worked on a uh, every year a, a buddy of mine and and his girlfriend they work on a a compilation called Dance Macabre, and they they gather up folks in the VGM community to do like spooky scary songs and nice. they come from from video games and movies you know, any kind of media, yeah. and this was their seventh compilation and. Uh, they asked me to be on it, so I was like, "Yeah, definitely." And I was like, "Okay, um, let's do a Bloodborne song." And I was I was in over my head with that one. Uh, just <laughs> just to do one just to do one song took me like three to four months. Oh Luckily, wow! Yeah, look, but the thing you know, and I'm I'm getting a little ahead here, but like I know <laughs> nothing. I'm not classically trained, nor do I know anything about orchestration. So I okay. wanted to, but I wanted I wanted to have like at a minimum a string orchestra as part of that that first song. It got off the ground, and I was I was proud of it. And then I was like, "All right, let's just let's just let's just do a whole album." <laughs> um, it, it it turned into it was like, "Okay, let's just do song by song by song," and they all, I'll kind of pick them off like the ones that I think that would translate well into into, uh, into metal, which is my genre of choice. But then then it kind of evolved into this: uh, what if I told a story? Like the the lore the 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 lore of Bloodborne is pretty well uh, well regarded in in the Soulsborne series. It's very deep. It's very sprawling. And uh, it, it's, I was like, what if I could talk or talk about the lore or, or tell a story, tell the story of the lore with just music? So that was, that was the vision for the album where it, the, the, the order of the tracks basically kind of goes into, and I don't know if you happen to have a, oh, I, I don't know why I don't have a physical CD with me, <laughs> but uh, on the physical CD, the, the, uh, the album is actually divided into chapters and, you know, the first chapter is like a, like a prologue. The second one tell, tells this arc and the third tells another arc of, of the story. Mm-hmm. But they're all, they're, it's almost all boss music, but yeah. they're ordered in a way to tell, uh, to, be, to like talk about a character, I guess. And a lot of them are tragic characters, which is why a lot of the songs are just kind of brooding and sad. Uh, especially, especially the second to the last one. Now that one can hit you in the feels. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was the vision. And it was again when I came back to the drawing board to kind of execute on that vision. Uh, I, I almost gave up because I was like, okay, I've done this before. You know, I did one song. I can do the rest. But it 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 just got harder after that because again, no classical training. I can't do orchestration. <laughs> at least at the, I I know enough to be dangerous now. But back <laughs> when I started, nothing. Yeah. And it got easier when I found out that other people had transcribed some of the songs that I was working on already into sheet music. So I was like, okay, this gives me something to work with. Yep. But then there were a bunch of other songs where there was just nothing, zero. Wow, yeah. So I'm I'm sitting there like pressing keys on my keyboard. It's like, am I getting this note right? And <laughs> and it, I would I would and then and then it's like, okay, I got that note right. And I was like, okay, now I need to add like a fifth or a minor third. And then I start figuring it out. And it's like, okay, I spent 15 minutes on five seconds, <laughs> and then we and then we keep going over and over and over. So you can imagine that it took a very long time to make this album <laughs> and somebody else I'm sure who has experience with this would have probably knocked it out in half the time. But, um, <laughs> but then w- once I got past that hump and I started, then I was like, okay, let's go with what I know. So it's like metal guitars, metal bass, metal drums, 
Uh, and then even some other secret sauce like vocals. Um, I brought in yeah. some guests, um, which I will be sure to not uh, uh, not forget to mention as yeah. we as we talk. So so there's the there's a kind of a longish answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, oftentimes you know tribute albums like this they come from well, I love the music, I played the game, and you know that's very obvious too. Listening to your album, it's like you definitely loved this game. So talk to me about like what just your experience with Bloodborne in general. Mm -hmm. And then I'll tell you about mine. (laughs) Okay. I would would love to hear this. So so yeah, I, one of my best friends got me into Dark Souls when it came out and I, geez, I think that was 2011 now. Yeah. And uh, that was, that was, I, I, that, that's not the first game in the series Demon Souls is, but I I eventually kind of, you know, looped back and got to, got to that one, but he had me hooked on Dark Souls and and then when Bloodborne came out, I was like, okay, like this, this is the game I've always wanted. And, you know, fo- follows the same formula, but different, uh, different, uh, more faster paced mechanics, but just like, you know, super dark and brooding and, you know, kind of gothic, you know, very HP Lovecraft. And yeah. it, drew, it drew me in immediately. And then I'll, I'll be honest with you, the first time I played, I didn't, I couldn't put the story together. <laughs> uh, it, that, that is, that is common with Soulsborne games is that the story is yeah. not super obvious and, you, you really have to do some digging to kind of piece things together. But uh, once you've watched a couple of YouTube videos that piece it all together for you, you're like, oh man, now I get it. And yeah. it, it just, it, once I really, you know, got dug into the lore, I, I, I was, uh, uh, I, I was even, I was into it even more, but then it, the music of the game is just amazing. Like you, yeah. it, it's, 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 like I said, it's mostly pretty much all the boss fights. And yeah. some of the, it's just like, you know, big epic fights against like just absolutely hideous things. And <laughs> it, it complements, uh, it complements the game itself so well. Yeah. So that's, uh, that, that's my experience. Now I'd like to hear yours. <laughs> I mean, it's been pretty brief cause I just had so much trouble with the first couple of enemies. Even I was like, this is not for me. Like it's not my type of game, but I will say this listening to your album and I know the music because the music is is so iconic and so good from from all of those games but Bloodborne's music I, I know the music and it's it's so gorgeous and all the things that you say like this epic orchestral just like wall of sound like um, you know you're definitely probably gonna die kind of music you know and and so I've always been taken by that. And then listening to your album, I was like, you know, I know I have it. So I'm going to try it again. So I loaded it up again a couple of weeks ago and I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> but then I was like, however, I wonder if Elden Ring would be more my style because, you know, the open world thing and maybe it's a little more accessible. And so that's been my current obsession and I'm still very early on with it and I need like a YouTube handhold which I've never needed for any game ever like I just have it on and I just watch it because I I mean it's so intimidating and scary but uh but man it's just it's it's absolutely wonderful and and I I seriously don't think I would have got that game yet. I think I would have downloaded it eventually, but I mm-hmm. think I got it now because of your album. So, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, just here, knowing that you have such a connection with it, you know, and 
other people too with those games. They just really love those games and and I've wanted to be able to kind of understand that experience. And I understand mm-hmm. it from the perspective of having that experience with other games, but you know, this series in particular, these these games, these from software games are just so um there's something magnetic about them, you know, that draws me in and makes me want to try. So Anyway, that's my experience with Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and you know, yes, Elden Ring is the new hotness, and yeah, I, I'm 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 actually still pretty early into it. Like, I, I was pretty deep into it for like the first couple of weeks, but then mm. I had to get ready for VGM Con. Yep, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, just making sure that the other uh, the other people I was playing with was all ready to go, I, that they knew how to play the songs that I was going to be playing, and and yeah. blah 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 blah. So yeah. so I had to shove Elden Ring for a while, and it felt good this morning to play for like an hour, like just oh, nice. uh, it, it was it was almost like I picked up where I left off. Um, so I can't make any you know people like to kind of rack and stack their favorite Soulsborne games, and it's like I yeah. can't I have not I'm not far enough in Elden Ring to make a to make a judgment call, but yeah. uh, so that's off to the side. Bloodborne still number one for me. So uh, I'd love to know a little bit more about your background than, you know, musically. When did you start to play guitar? How did you get into music? Was guitar your first instrument? Yeah, so I, I think where... Okay, no, I, I know I know how to, how to really answer this question. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I listened to music when I was, you know, up until, you know, 10, 11, 12. But then when I got to like my preteen, teen years... I got exposed to Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> so um, I'm and I'm probably dating myself there. But uh, when when that when I started watching that show and my, my actually it was my dad who got me into it. What a what a good influence he is. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so he got me into Beavis and Butthead. But you know they they play music uh, visit music videos and you know they're commenting over it and. I, I would hear I would hear music that I'd never heard before, and you know they'd really get into stuff like Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera and AC/DC, and I was like, like this stuff is awesome. <laughs> and then and then my my mom picked up uh, the Black Album uh, from Metallica at a oh, flea wow. market. So <laughs> okay. that was and you know that was that was like another thing because and you know I had no idea what production quality or production value was back then, but like that's a very that's a very well produced album. Like yeah. Bob Rock did it and. Uh, and w- when I heard Ender Sandman, you know, the first track, I was like, like, this is, this is my jam. And, and then it just grew into like, okay, you know, what else can I get exposed to? And it, you know, I, I'd take my allowance and buy CDs and I, uh, you know, what, whatever, uh, if I saw like a video um, on Beavis and Butthead, I'd be like, Hey, I want the whole album that, that, that song is from. Nice. And, and then, uh, then I picked up guitar. So I picked up guitar. And just like everybody else, uh, I, I learned "Stairway to Heaven." It was like it was like my first <laughs> yeah. it was my first song to learn on guitar. Um, "House of the Rising Sun" was in there in the beginning, uh, but then, it, but that was just to get started. And I was like, okay, you know, when, when can we do some really thrashy stuff? And uh, then, then I kind of like progressively learned how to you know play play some of the stuff that uh, you know that that drew me in w- with a slight diversion off to Seattle grunge. Uh, you know, oh. l- luckily those songs are not, most of those songs are not super technical. So at least that was a good way for me to kind of learn the basics. Sure. And, and then, yeah, I think, you know, over, over time, 
I, I, that, that's always kind of been my, you know, my core, uh, my, my core influences. But then I started picking up on a lot of progressive stuff later mm. in my life. Like, um, I, I got into dream theater and OPEF mm. and yeah. And these days, um, I, I definitely don't listen to as much new music as I used to, but these days it's, uh, it's things like Gojira and Meshuggah, you know, it's definitely, it's kind of the lower tuned, heavier, uh, heavier thing. And, but yeah, it's, uh, but then again, like there's even some stuff. Hey, I, I will be the first to it. My guilty pleasure when it comes to listening to music that's not metal is Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. Super You're not catchy. alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super catchy. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's a great singer. So yeah. 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 She, you're not alone. I, I, I know some people. <laughs> uh, you said something that, um, uh, I was curious too then about music production then. How did you, you know, start tinkering around with, you know, I don't know, recording yourself, making albums, things like that, writing? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. This, this is where, this is where, um, I definitely have to start acknowledging people. So <laughs> I, I, my, the, one of the first BGM, uh, bands, artists, whatever that I, that I had ever heard was the mini bosses. Oh yeah. And that was like, Oh wow, this, I've, this is, this is cool. Like there's a band that does this type of music and then, and then Stemmage did Metroid Metal. And th I thought Stemmage was a band, <laughs> but it's just one person. <laughs> and yeah, he was really pushing the envelope back then because like he recorded the whole thing in his bedroom. And yeah. but this was like the early 2000s. Like, you know, is that even possible? <laughs> that's, that's what really, really got me into, uh, into VGM especially. And I, I had, I had the, uh, the, the privilege of meeting him for the first time, not, not too, maybe about six months ago. Sweet. And of course, of course I was a huge fanboy. but, um, <laughs> you know, t time, time goes on and I, yeah, I'm not really sure what really triggered it, but there was, a, there was a point like, you know, 2016, 2017, where I was like, I, I'd really like to do my own stuff. But of course, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, you know, I'm using like Cubase, I'm using Reaper. I don't know which one's better. And yeah. but then, you know, the software is just one thing. It's 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 technique and mm -hmm. um and you know, making sure you're getting good tracking and all that. And but then I do nothing about mixing. So yeah. for that first one, for that first one, I went to I went to Viking guitar uh, Eric Peabody, who was basically he's he still is to my to this day my my mentor in the audio production engineering space. And he, for that first project I did, uh, which was a six track EP, was just basically, okay, let's just make sure I get good takes and then he'll take care of the rest. And then the next album I did, I mixed myself and I gave it to him for mastering. And he's super, super valuable because he, uh, if you give him a mix then he'll, he'll tell you, it's like, well, if you do is like, oh, okay. What you, what you're, what's happening here is, uh, is bad. So, <laughs> so you need to fix this or I'm not going any farther. Uh, yeah. he, he's not that harsh. I assure you, he's, <laughs> he, he is super easy to work with. Nice. Um, so, uh, but he'll give you feedback and say, like, if you do this, um, you know, it'll be better or you really need to fix this. And then, then he, then he'll start mastering it. And that's, that's been our relationship for the past, I'd say four or five years. So I also have to mention that he did master this album. Oh, nice. And, and he's on the album as a guest uh, vocalist. You hear the, you hear the male choir vocals uh, yes. here and there throughout yeah. the album. And he, he's, he's a part of that. Okay. So. Were you singing though too? I was, but okay. the reason, but uh, <laughs> I may as well just kind of go through everybody now. Yeah, so, yeah. so Chris Doty, who is in the, uh, in the runaway four, He's like the real, the real vocalist of the male, the male <laughs> choir, choir. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's me, uh, Eric, Chris, and, and a buddy of mine, Charles Tarongo. And 
you know, I kind of had I had everybody's tracks except for Chris's until the end. And he sends me he's he's in a, he's in, in an actual choir, by the way. Okay. So so he sends me his tracks, and I'm like, oh yeah, like that's 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 it, like that's it. So yeah. then I start I start I start pulling the faders down on everybody else. And I start moving his up, so <laughs> so we're all we're all there, yeah. Uh, but it's mostly him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and yeah, yeah, I may as well just keep going. But Teresa yeah. Music is on this album. She, she yeah. I, I I I told her like um, you have a very pivotal, integral, important role in this album because you open it and you close it. So you you hear her like within the first minute, minute and a half of the album, and her vocals are the last thing you hear as it ends. kind of where I had I really had my producer slash director hat on I was like um like this the, you you got to give it your all for your vocal performances because you open and close in between she's playing violin so if you hear solo violin in those tracks that's her playing and mm-hmm. everybody just did an absolutely phenomenal job with this and yeah. I, every time I talk to somebody about the album I I absolutely cannot forget to give them credit because they, they, I credit all of them as guest musicians, but they're not featured. So I, I really try to tell everyone is like, it wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it all comes together. So, so nice. And you know, when you started, did you start with the, it sounded like you kind of started with the orchestration and then added the guitar bass drum situation. Is that how that went? Uh, it was it was a little bit of both. Sure. So so if you think of like um, I'm trying to think of a song at the top of my head. It's it is uh, you know I'm trying to go back in my memory. But sometimes there would be a song would be like oh I could I could write a really chuggy metal riff for this part. <laughs> so then I'll, I'll just you know I'll just record that a little bit and then the orchestration comes later. Yeah. And then other times you'd be like I have no ideas for this. So let's just or- let's get the orchestration done and then then I'll pile on the rest of it later. Um, in, in the open, like for the opening track, that's a little more self-explanatory because the beginning of it is pretty much all it, it is a, is an orc is the orchestra anyway. Yeah. And then the, you know, the rock instruments start coming in and then Tara just like slams everybody with her, <laughs> with her, with her lead vocals. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. So, so it's, it's a little, it's a little bit of a, a mixed bag of what, what the process was, but uh, sometimes sure. like inspiration will not strike you right away. You just kind of have to maybe focus somewhere else and then it comes later. I do want to ask you, you know, we won't be going through all of your albums, but you've got five of them up on Bandcamp and a single. Is that right? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Well, uh, technically it's it's two two albums. Um, wait, let me get this right. One, two, three. Three EPs, two albums, and a single. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, the very first one, 
World Warriors. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Yes. Yep, that's the one. So I love this because, um, you know, growing up, I didn't listen to a lot of metal, but I loved it. I always loved it. I've talked. I've told this story before more than once on this podcast, so forgive me <laughs> for that. But, <laughs> uh, but one of the bands I really loved, especially in like my early 20s, I would say, is I really got into those first couple of Black Sabbath albums. Yeah. And I, I, there's, I talk about something special. I mean, that very first album in and of itself is just like, what is happening? And it's so great. Um, and then, of course, the second album opens with War Pigs, which is like such a great track. And so I love that song. It's such a great song. The whole thing and Tony Iommi's solos in it are just great and it's wonderful. So that that was like huge fun to hear that and then to mash it up with Star Fox. So talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, so I mean that was that EP was actually um, I, I had a vision for that one too. It's just and that wasn't new. I, I may have subconsciously lifted that idea or borrowed that idea from uh, from Eric because he he's done stuff like that. Um, he he does his, yeah. you know he's, he's he's an audio engineer, but he does his own video game covers. And uh, I, I was a fan of his before I, I reached out to him to you know to, to work together on projects. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was that was that was the vision of that. I was like, okay, there are what what metal tunes sound like video game tunes so so you know in that example yeah war uh war uh, war pigs by black sabbath with um the corneria song from Star Fox, and um that that was the first track one of the first tracks i got back from eric that he mixed and i was like uh okay this is this actually sounds pretty cool That actually was on my list to play uh, at BGM Con, but I, I cut it for something else. And it, it's going to come back. I do want to play that one live. So then, you know, the Trooper by Iron Maiden mashed up with a Chrono Trigger song. Um, uh, a Tula Mond by Megadeth mashed up with, uh, um, is it, yeah, it's it's uh, the Ken's Ken's theme from Street Fighter 2. And then the other ones are escaping me right now. But yeah, there's, there's you know, Metroid mixed with Motorhead and Ghost mixed with Silent Hill. And yeah, so that was, that's how that all came, came together. Do you think that your gaming style mimics your musical interests then? Because, you know, Bloodborne and the Souls games are very epic and metal, really. I mean, what do you you think of that? Yeah, I think that's spot on. So 
I, I definitely spend probably most of my gaming time, which is not much these days, but pl- playing role-playing games. Like, yeah. I, I grew up... Um, I played the first, I played Dragon Warrior and NES when growing up, you know, that, that drew me in right away. Of course, the original Final Fantasy, uh, absolutely fell in love with, um, the RPGs that were out for the Super Nintendo. Obviously, you know, I mentioned Chrono Trigger, like who doesn't love Chrono Trigger and, uh, <laughs> the, the Final Fantasy. So, you know, Final Fantasy two slash four and three slash six, of course. And, um, yeah, some other ones sprinkled in there. So, and, and yeah, I mean, when you think about those games that they, uh, th- those, those tend to get translated or covered into uh into metal songs so <laughs> um one of my favorites is uh is the um, uh it, i forget i forget the name of it but it's it's, it's a song from final fantasy 4 that power glove covers and it's it's just it's, it's so good and i was like oh i know that song that's the begin that's at the beginning of the game and it's so epic and they they turn it into power metal love it. i love it yeah uh so what are you working on right now when when it comes to music Mm, yeah, so I, I can only reveal so much. Sure, sure. <laughs> but yes, I, I am working on a single right now, which is just like I did with the Bloodborne album, is going to turn into a full album. Oh, sweet. And my my goal is to get it done. Uh, hopefully the single's out in a few weeks. I uh, we'll, we'll see where you are a week from today as I kind of grind out some of the uh, some of the more um, kind of the table stakes parts of, of, uh, of what's going on with it. But then the album, like... The, the other thing, the other great thing about VGM Con was I met so many people, uh, even people I didn't really necessarily know. Yeah. And I was like, I want to work with this person. I, yeah. I want, let's collaborate. And so I kind of built this whole Rolodex of people that, uh, <laughs> that I would love to collaborate with. And, and then I, and even before VGM Con, I, I had some ideas of the tracks I wanted to do for the album. And I've started slotting some of these people. Oh, nice <laughs> for, for those. So it's like, yeah, um, this this is a thing. Uh, I'm, it's going to happen. Is it going to come out this year? Uh, I I really really hope so. Um, it's a this stuff is a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but but I wouldn't. I mean, I I would have stopped doing it if I didn't enjoy it. And then yeah, yeah the other. Uh, I'm even going farther. I'm going I'm going an even another step farther. Um, there, there's another album that was actually shelved. I was working on it a few years ago, and I shelved it. And then I met uh, I met somebody at VGM Con who, um, uh, who I said, you know what? I think he may kind of connect with this. And so I, I I said I was like, hey, I have this album idea has been sitting on the shelf, and like you could you could be a part of this. And and I told him what it was. He's like, yes, I want I want that. I want to be in that. So that could be a 2023 kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have I have quite a few things uh, kind of stacked up right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, hopefully everything works out and, uh, and I just keep, keep on chugging. Now is music your day job, Mark? It is not. No, <laughs> I, I work in, uh, I, I work in tech. So how, so you literally, this is your hobby. This is what you do in your free time. This is uh this is my hobby. So uh, yeah. free time is music and video games. Although these days it's mostly music. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, so, I guess, you know, since you can't name anything specific that you're working on, I am curious, though, when you started kind of, you know, composing then, because, I mean, I mean, yeah, talk talk to me about taking that step. Yeah, I think... That that's a scary step. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, when I did World Warriors, that was almost all. It was already written. Like I just kind of had to figure out how to you know layer a melody that already existed on top of a rhythm that already existed, as an example. Sure. 
things things got into the composition phase when I worked on my next release, which is Spears and Hammers. Now that essentially was, you know, I I really I stuck to the spirit of those songs, but then it might divert into, you know, you might take a left turn and there'd be a section of that song that was that was original. So for example, um I, I did a I did a Song of Storms cover because who doesn't do a Song of Storms cover? <laughs> and and yeah, you know, I I worked with uh, a friend of mine to to arrange it and there was a part where I was like, okay, um you know, we're we're kind of following the pattern of the song, but it, the, the the song itself when you loop it, it's like a, it's like a 15 20 second loop. So <laughs> how do you make that interesting? So I was like, you know, we yeah. we got to write something original. So then you know, I take the left turn and I and I start working on something um, uh, that uh, that is actually you know not a part of Song of Storms, and there were some other parts of of different songs where it was like, okay, um, let let's do something original, like you know, stick stick with the rhythm, stick with the time signature, but uh, let you know, let's try something different. And I I definitely did that in some of the in some of the songs on there, and I definitely got a little creative um in some of the you know kind of the transition points and bridges in my Doctor Mario cover, which is a later release. about the Bloodborne album is the second track uh, is almost all original. Like it borrows a couple parts from, I mean, it's an overture. So you're kind of borrowing parts from different songs. Yeah. But I, I didn't do that very much. Like the, a, a, almost that whole thing was something that, that I wrote. And it was, um, when I was done with it, I was like, did, it, did I live up to the rest of these songs on this soundtrack? <laughs> and I was like, uh, the jury's out on that one. But you know what? Uh, we, I think we, we, we opened up pretty strong with the first two tracks. So we're good. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, when you are uh, performing, I guess, like when you when you play at home, are you playing mostly into headphones, I assume? Or are you amps out, balls to the wall? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do have an amp right here, which you can't see. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sad to say that it, it's not gotten a lot of use lately. I mean, technology has just come so far that like amp sims just they're great. Wow. So yeah. it's like, you know, uh, fire up Reaper, load on, load up an amp sim and put my headphones on. So that most of the time that's whether I'm coming up with ideas or I'm trying to figure out something, that's, that's usually how I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I feel like it's like, all right, I want to, I want to feel, um, my guitar in my chest, then I'll hook it up to the amp. <laughs> <laughs> That is an important piece of metal, I think, to feel it sometimes. Yeah, for sure. uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know. Well, w- one thing I will say is, when I performed at VGM Con, that was actually the first time I performed in front of a live audience for uh, as a VGM artist. Like the last time I performed before that was a long time ago. Oh wow! So, uh, 
So that was, that was, uh, you know, I applied to play Austin said, yep, come on over and play. And I never told him that, it, that I was like a, a complete, I was completely green at this. Wow. And, and I thought like, you know what, uh, this is, uh, this is, this is risky. Like I'm, tr- I'm bringing in guests and I have to teach them songs and, um, you know, and the, my, my buddy Rocky who drummed for the whole set, like, uh, I was like, is, uh, it's like, I know he can do it. He, he can do this set, but that, am I giving him enough time? And so, yeah, I worried about all these things and, and luckily it all went out, it went, it went off without a hitch. But like when you, when you're on that stage and you feel it, like yeah. that's, that's, that's a, that's a great feeling. Oh, I bet, man. And talk a little bit more about that performance because, uh, you know, it's up on YouTube so people can mm-hmm. watch it if they didn't get a chance to see it. So, so there, there was a technical problem at the beginning, you know, <laughs> big surprise. And it was my, it was my technical problem. It was not, it was not uh, anything to do with uh, VGM con. It was mine, <laughs> but uh, a bolt of lightning hit the stage and the technical problem went away. And, <laughs> and I, I, I still, to this day, don't know what happened, but it's like, okay, it's fixed. Pre- press, press go. And yeah. Yeah, we go, um, we, we get through uh, the first couple songs. Uh, Gunderslam comes up and cause he was there performing too. Uh, he comes up for two songs, and then uh, then then that was like that was the 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 Bloodborne subset, and then we kind of got a little more upbeat with like Doctor Mario and Mega Man, and uh, yeah, I threw in the the Chrono the Chrono Trigger slash Iron Maiden song in there too. I had nice. Ian Cowell come up for yeah uh, that Song of Storms cover that I mentioned. I I I did play that, but I. I made an extended version. So like the, the one on the album is like three, three and a half minutes, but this one was like over six. Wow. Because I said, you know what? It'd be so cool if Ian came up here in his link costume and we'd kind of do like, you know, we kind of like do, we, you know, I talk about the left turn. So it's like, let's do another left turn or a right turn or whatever in the middle and just like jam together. Like we'll just play a rhythm and we'll play solos. And nice. um, so I, I structured the song that way just for that one performance. And and then uh, wrapped it up with uh, with um, one one of my personal favorite uh, favorite arrangements, Journeys, which is a it's a, it's a mashup of the Mitsuda compositions from you know, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, and Xenogears, where you're in all the overworld um, areas. Yeah. You know, it's like really really uplifting, uh, happy stuff, and it's it's a it's a good it's a good closer. Yeah, and the audience was great. They were super supportive, um, and especially when when Rocky was like like doing these absolutely crushing blast beats, especially in the Pokemon song that we did. <laughs> he really, he really just like impressed the audience with uh, with his versatility there. Sweet. And uh, I, I was so super super happy that uh, he that uh, he was a part of my set because I think the other thing was like you know that was on the hero stage, which is smaller. And yeah. I, I don't think, you know, which is normally for solo acts, people may have not expected a, an act with a drummer in there. So, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think that actually worked to our advantage because like you know, people, people started kind of like coming in when they started hearing the drums, like blasting out into the hallway. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I had such a great time doing that set and uh, I can't wait to do more. I, I hope, I hope to do some more shows this year. Nothing I can really advertise yet because it's all in flight.
safe to say that you enjoyed playing live and there will be more live Mon. <laughs> thousand percent. Thousand percent. <laughs> Good. Well, I mean, what more do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, about, you know, maybe... Yeah, what were you... Okay, so I know that with VGMCon, since you won for best album, re, best remix album, um, you know, I was doing a panel during the ceremony, so I was not around for that. Um, so how did that go down? Were you around for it? Because I know they did some of it online, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, VGMCon had an had a online stage room, so yeah. you could go you could go to the room and see the actual online broadcast. I mean, it was just up, up there on a projector, and I poked my head in there a couple times because I like, gave some people that I knew um, uh, were performing it on the online stage. So I, I was watching a set, and I, I left early to to go catch the beginning of the award show. And when I went to the room, it was empty, and there was like a <laughs> be, be right back screen. And I just I was like, you know what? They're probably just running behind. So it's like, all right, um, I can either wait here, or I can go back and mingle or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll go back and mingle. So I go back and mingle. I'm 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 hanging out with uh, my buddy Rocky, who I mentioned, and a couple other people who who I just met and who were other performers and like made friends with and like that that, that that's just one of the best things about the event is just like you know yes. meeting people. Anyway, we're we're hanging out. I lose I completely lose track of time, and uh, Hang On Get Ready is is one of the guys, and he's he uh, he's sitting right across from me, and he says, "You won best album." <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at his phone yeah. and he says, he's like, you won. I was like, are you like, really? And then I pull out my phone and there's like 20 notifications on it. And <laughs> there's people congratu congratulating me. And, and I, I mentioned this, I might've mentioned this before, but Tara was, uh, to my best recollection, was the first person to congratulate me. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, uh, which, which is super, super gracious of her considering her album was also up for best album. Yeah. Um, but but we we did say to each other, like, you know, good sportsmanship, we'll root for each other. And yeah. uh, she, she was, she was uh, I'm pretty sure was the first person to congratulate me. Wow. And, you know, a big hugs go all around, especially between me and Rocky, because like, you know, he was really rooting for me. And, you know, at that point I was like, you know, I feel like the unofficial winner, like it seems like I won, but like <laughs> we're, I need something, I need something more real. So then James, com James comes over and, uh, uh, he 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 found me and he personally congratulated me, saying, "You know, congratulations, you won best album." And then he gave me a couple of drink tokens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that was that was the real moment yep. that I that I knew that I won. But then you know the rest of the night was just kind of a blur because I, I mean I was extremely tired. Like I had to be up early that morning for rehearsal, and then there was you know sure. butterflies, and then the set, and then all that news. And yep. uh, I was thrashing around watching Night of the Round <laughs> as they closed <laughs> out that night. And, um, and yeah, I woke up the next morning and I was like, uh, wow, like that, that happens yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats. It's such an amazing album. And, and, you know, like you Thank said, you. uh, you know, Tara had an album up and there were other albums up that were all so phenomenal. So really well done. And I love it. I'm still listening to it. And like I said, you've got me back into that world, which I also love. This is what it's about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm grateful for it. That means a lot, and um, especially when somebody tells me that they they listen to it, but they 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 may know what Bloodborne is, but they've never played the game. They're not mm. familiar with the soundtrack. Um, but you know, I've I've had a few people, including yourself, like say something like. Um, like what what you just did is like really good, <laughs> and to, to me that really means something because like I I was able to draw people in, even though and you know mm -hmm. there's kind of this somewhat of an expectation when you're listening to VGM that you have some familiarity with the source material and that may affect your enjoyment of it. 
Yeah. But to get compliments from people is like, never played Bloodborne, not familiar with the soundtrack, but what you did was really good. And yeah, yeah I, I've had a, a few people tell me that and that 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 really means a lot. But then, of course, you know, um, the people who are the Bloodborne fans, when, when they've listened to it, <laughs> you know, they, they say it's good, too. And that that means yeah. a lot as well. Well, and, you know, we've kind of glossed over this a couple different times. You could have literally just just made a Bloodborne tribute album and it probably would have been phenomenal. But the the fact that you took it one step farther and you you wanted to make this common thread and tell this story, you know that's that's really cool. Yeah, and I, you know it, it's the story. It doesn't really it, actually. The first thing that I thought about when I came up with that idea was, wait, can you do a concept album that's instrumental? For sure. And yeah, it's it's been done. It's been done. Luckily, there <laughs> yeah. is precedent for that. So yeah. I was like, okay, we can keep going now. And you know, it kind of it kind of starts in this arc. Like you know, it's like it's kind of big and in your face, and then uh, and then it gets even more intense because like some there's some of the more like bigger epic boss fights kind of get in the middle, but then it it kind of like really slows down as you get to the second to the last, which is completely on purpose. It's like you know, let's let it's the penultimate track. Like we're kind of. We're kind of exiting um, mm-hmm. the journey, and then and then there's the last track, which is just kind of like you know credits. You know we're mm-hmm. we're, we're done here. just such a great listening experience so i mean just congrats again man it was yeah, really great thank you so yeah. much i i really really appreciate that thank you yeah well do you have anything else you want to say i mean let people know where to find your music i mean it's on Bandcamp and other places but i mean how do we find out more about you yeah so i'd say uh yeah Bandcamp is definitely the first place to go mon.mahn.bandcamp.com you can also go to the oldblood.com i did buy a domain name for this album <laughs> So nice. if you if you put if you uh, go to the oldblood.com it'll just redirect you right to the album page on on Bandcamp. That sounds like uh, an English pub. You know, it should be like a, a pub in like some back streets of London, the Old Blood, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. Um uh, ho- hopefully I'll retire early. Um that's the dream. Whether that happens, I, I don't know, but uh if that ever does happen, I could always open up a pub called the Old Blood in in <laughs> Dublin or London and make sure you come visit. I very <laughs> much would. Uh, right. uh yeah, so continuing um yeah, uh, Mon TV on Twitter is is my social media. And yeah, I, I think that's kind of my uh, kind of my footprint. And yes, I have I have a YouTube as well, but you'll find those just linked off uh, from from the other places. So yeah, as I mentioned before, um, if all goes well, I'll have a new single coming out pretty soon. A lot of collaborators on it. It's going to be a big one, and nice. it will be it will be the foundation of the album I hope to put out by the end of the year. And then beyond that. There's there's another one <laughs> um, <laughs> potentially in the works and uh, yeah it's just uh, there, there's no shortage of ideas uh, in uh, in this uh, in this noggin of mine so <laughs> good good.
can't wait to hear what's next. So thanks again for all your time and for all your music. It's been, it's been such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Mon, you can see a playlist, and you can support us at uh, patreon.com slash level. And do check out the video of our chat with Mark on the Level with Emily YouTube channel, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get notified about all of our new videos of interviews and other activities that we're doing there. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.